0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America
1: Talk Radio Network,
0: its staff, and management.
1: The most important thing about your business could be how your products are packaged, Packaging is the signature that you leave everywhere, and it speaks volumes about who you are and what you do. This is Ditch the Box with David Marinac. In today's show, we'll talk about marketing, increased sales, and how it relates to product packaging. Have you explored alternatives like flexible packaging? You should. It can save your company a bundle. Now, here is David Marinac. Hi,
2: everyone, and welcome to Ditch the Box, the marketing slash flexible retail packaging slash how to build your brand radio show. I'm David Marinac, your host. And as you know, our show is about marketing and flexible retail packaging with a few other related topics in between, such as how to build your brand, dealing with major retailers and even supply chain. As I mentioned last week and will continue to mention in this program, our business, Flexible Retail Packaging, revolves around marketing. How we communicate everything here uh, and and what to know about stand-up pouches, flat barrier bags, spouted bags for liquids, etc. Even further... People who need flexible retail packaging and use it need to know about the materials that are needed, the combination of engineered barrier film needed to protect the contents, etc. They need to know about the barrier properties of the film, how the film could be printed, sealed, even shipped and stored. The point I'm getting at of all this, marketing to us is key. We truly believe whoever communicates best will win. Now, marketing has certainly evolved over the years. The days of an old ad agency getting the word out about a company or product or service is long gone. We're talking about things nowadays, such as content marketing regarding blogs, videos, LinkedIn, pay-per-click, social media, ebooks, e-newsletters, and more. Now all these tools can be used, in fact they should be used to communicate with customers and potential customers. Here today to shed some more light into the world of digital marketing, things such as search engine optimization, pay-per-click, conversion optimization, even web development, is David McElhier with Two Plank Solutions. Now, Two Plank Solutions was founded with a MacBook bought on credit and the faith of a trusted mentor in 2012. Since then, the company has gone on to work with firms of all sizes in a variety of industries. Focused on promoting brands generating leads and driving revenue, Two Planks uses pay-per-click, search engine optimization, web development, and inbound content marketing strategies to drive positive results for the clients. At the helm of Two Planks, and it's a small wheelhouse, is David McElhier. A 20-year ski and snowboard industry veteran, David has spent the past 15 years immersed in technology, working on projects that have ranged from replacing literal cut-and-paste operations to complex legacy system integration with new platforms. David has also been able to work outside the norm to create solutions that ultimately bring more profit to the bottom line. Now, when not solving problems with technology, David's usually enjoying the outdoors in Gunnison, Colorado with his wife and his daughter, my honorary niece, Lily. Colorado Dave, as we call him David Mccoyer, welcome to the show, my friend
0: thanks for having me on David glad to be here
2: and it's 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 cool because we get this we could give a Lily a shout out and just say hi to Lily, get that out of the way Lily, we're glad you're listening, and you know what we're glad you're here. how's that? That's
0: fantastic. She will, she will love that.
2: <laughs> he sent me on the radio. He said me on the radio. I could That's hear right. you saying <laughs> right. So we got it. I kind of, through the intro, we, we gave everybody that 30,000-foot view of the digital marketing world. I rattled off a whole bunch of stuff. Now, my first question, what you've seen over the past five or ten years, if you will, what's happened? What, what came of this industry that we knew as, as, as old, tired, and stale marketing? But and What's happened to it now? Well, I, I
0: think um, I'd go back even a little further than five or ten years and, and say that, you know, we, we have Google to thank for search engine sure. optimization and, and the pay-per-click industry. Um, you know, I think it was probably maybe ten minutes after the first successful search on a Google, uh, the Google search engine that someone realized the value of being at the top of that list. Um, and then, and, uh, and, then. And, that was kind of the you know the the creation of search engine optimization right the, the I want to be at the top of that right so right. Um, you know before Google came along it, searching the web wasn't really easy um, and it wasn't terribly useful um, Google through their algorithm really made that um, made it possible made it or made it better I should say and they realized um, uh, you know that they had kind of stumbled onto gold there I shouldn't say stumbled on because they're pretty smart guys.
2: Well, yeah, but on the other hand, you're spot on with it, though, because it totally did. I mean, it changes. It changed everything. There was a, there was no real search uh, until Google kind of really kind of hit the surface, if you will.
0: It, it was all what they called, yeah, you know, uh, uh, exact match kind of query string type search, right? right? Uh, there was no sort of intuitiveness to it, and, and Google used a bunch of different ranking factors to get their you know to get their search results to be more relevant and more useful. Sure. Uh, right, and and so. So that's where search engine optimization came from. And then Google really, you know, uh, there was banner advertising before Google, but they really invented the pay-per-click model. And, and I was at a, uh, uh, I forget what the event was, but it was one of the first 200 employees at Google was given a talk. And he was uh, wow. one of the guys who helped uh, create AdWords. And, and I said he, he put it. He put it. He used a phrase that I've I've always remembered. And he said, you know, they had to figure out how to monetize a library.
2: Yes. Um,
0: because that's kind of what Google is, right? It's if you remember right. the old card catalogs of the day, that's what yep. Google is for us today, right? Um, and that was how pay per click was born, right? So, um, yeah, you know, Google um, by by inventing paper or, or by coming up with their pay per click model, right. they were able to preserve the organic. Um, or the the the, the natural uh, results that search, they came up right. with, and give people a way as well to bid on um, you know ranking for certain keywords, or at least showing up in the results for keywords, and, and generate a, a huge stream of revenue for Google.
2: You know, it's it's interesting. I, I keep and you were talking about um, search and things like that. We're, we're we're of course chatting about Google, but. I mean, I still remember um, those glorified big, huge yellow pages that were dropped on the front doorstep or whatever, and um, you know obviously that was the precursor to anything having to do with you know search if you will but um, but Google really kind of changed the worlds of of really all of us and the fact that you know it wasn 't until Google kind of brought brought it all together brought every, you know brought this massive thing that we called the internet, if you will, that was just totally you know haphazard all over the place. But to really and truly bring it down into to where people could truly kind of comprehend um, and kind of, mon- a, monetize it, but basically organize it in a way. So if I wanted information about you know, uh, widgets and you wanted information about you know, 80s 8-track uh, or 8-track tapes or something, I'm just making this stuff up. But you, know, you could find it and it would kind of segregate it and it would organize it. But until Google really kind of brought that all together, it was just a hodgepodge of stuff.
0: Well, and it was a hot yeah, it was a hodgepodge of stuff, and there was no. Um, I, I mean, I, I remember back to the AOL. You know, when AOL was big on the right. scene, we were all getting those CDs in the in the mail. Yeah, exactly. Here, right? that's but they
2: right. would run
0: ads on TV, and they'd say, "Oh, go to AOL dot com and enter keyword such and such." Yeah, and you'd go put in such and such, and lo and behold, it would show up whoever you know whoever had paid AOL the most for that keyword. Right. Um, and what Google did was that you know that's not what the internet is about. The internet should be. Um, a useful tool for information and resources for everybody. And we should be delivering the most relevant results to whatever our, um, you know, wh- whatever a user's search query is. And and so they built their algorithm. And, and it was largely based on, um, uh, you know, based on inbound links. You know, the sure. ranking factors were things like inbound links, keyword density, that type of stuff early on. Um, Right, and, and that's that's how they would ret- return the results. Of
2: course, right. Because
0: before people, uh, you know, started gaming it, it the that those those ranking signals worked.
2: And, and there's so much to that 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 i and i don 't want to really i want to i don't want to gloss over that because it's it has evolved basically what you were saying is it's evolved because when it um you know when it first started um, those that could could game the system as you called it and get in there and just kind of stuff a keyword um every two words that they would use on a search um, we all knew eventually that was going to end uh, and Google you know over the years and frankly you 've taught us. Um, that it, they've become so smart that they're, it's, it's kind of hard to believe, but the search results and things like that that Google now with their algorithms and how they do things is is just kind of almost beyond comprehension. They're, they're, they've humanized it in such a way that um, even the content that we create now versus a year ago or two years ago, needs to be done completely differently by the rules of Google and and how Google wants their content on their site, if you will. Um, it's evolved and it's changed and, and, and it's leveled the playing field is probably what I'm trying to say is it continues to level the playing field where you can't game it like you used to be able to do in the old days.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think it's... I... I think more than anything, the refinements that they continue to make to their product, and, and, and by when I say their product, I'm talking about the, you know, the, the search engine result page right. that we all see. Um, the, the refinements they make to the algorithm that uh, that generates that is they really they reward good content, and, right. and they reward people who um, who are trying to answer questions and, and and help people solve you know solve problems that they may have. Uh, you know they they don 't reward uh a page that has a keyword phrase on it x number of times any longer't right. they don you know, right. 't necessarily care anymore that you have a thousand links coming into that page uh, because they're you know and here 's how scary it is they're they're able to actually look at all let 's say you had a page that has a thousand links they can look at all thousand of those links. And they already know about all the sites that those links are coming from. Right. And if, if 995 <clears throat> of those links come from sites that you can buy a link on, they know right. that, that it's, not, you know, it's not legitimate. So, um, yeah, you know, they, they reward good content. And that's what I always try to pe- preach to everybody when we're talking about this is that, you know, it's, it's, content is, 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 is important. And you have to write, you know, you have to write good content and write to help people out. Right, um, you know, they, and Google will reward you for
2: that. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing you've taught us too is 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 content is currency on Google. Is that is that a fair statement? I mean, yeah. it really yep. is how you go about kind of you know building your business and building building your rankings and building your presence. Is 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 that good content? That's really kind of what separates you. Yes,
0: I, I yeah, I would I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Now how has and I know we danced over this a little, little bit but but frankly you know it wasn't that long ago let's just say a year or two ago that you still could kind of stroke the system if you will and and kind of try certain things with with Google but but SEO search engine optimization as we know it um now that's still very viable right it's still a very solid strategy to have in a marketing sense um, you know, it's not a dead thing. Whereas the you know the old days, it was the only thing people did. Um, search engine optimization is a great tool to have on the tool belt if you were doing an overall marketing strategy. Would you agree?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is. It, it, it's it's an area that you can't you can 't afford to ignore um, right. and, and, and there are there are strategies that that you know even four years ago that we used that were very uh, successful uh, that even you and I have used together yep. uh, that, yep. that don 't work any longer, um, but there are still a lot of under the hood uh, best practices and structural pieces that you can do to your site um, and due to the way the site uh, or, or do um, to, the, to the architecture of your site to help. Uh, right. The search engines, right? There's there's keyword analysis that we can do, and there's some other bolt-on pieces uh, that we can do as well. That 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 the search engines, um, you know, they're they're not required, uh, but they appreciate them, they like them, and they'll ultimately help you rank your site better.
2: What is, and I and I and help me understand. And again, how does a guy like how does a how does a guy like me? I mean, obviously, I employ. Smart people like you to kind of tell me, but how do you find out? How does a David Macelj? Maca- how does Two Planks? How do you find out? Because isn't isn't kind of trying to figure out what Google wants in search engine optimization almost like herding cats? They they're deliberately um, you know um, not very clear. Is that is that a fair statement? I mean, how do you go about learning what they need and what they want in order to get the search results you're you're hoping for?
0: Well. Yeah, that, that's a completely fair uh, statement. I, I, I think, and I may be wrong on the number here. I think there's about 12 to 15 people at Google that actually know how that algorithm is set up, right? So they under, they they know all the different ranking factors um, uh, that that uh, that in, that are incorporated in that that algorithm, and, and Google protects that. They they should. That's their product, right? That's that's you know that is their secret sauce. And if it were to get out. Um, it would be easy for, you know, Bing or Yahoo or anyone else to, to right. kind of copy it and have their, have their own. So, um, to answer the other part of that question, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little caveat first. And that is that anyone who tells you they know, uh, right. how SEO works, right, or how Google works, you know, uh, they don't. Uh, right. 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 So, you know, take, you know, I, I would take anything someone like that says with a grain of salt. So, so how right. do we know? Well, um, there are, a ton of us that um, you know that that test and we do a little reverse engineering and we try you know we try this and we try that and and we give it some time and we let it bake and we see what happens and sure. and if you get enough people together <coughs> doing that, then you can make assumptions right um, we can we can make assumptions as to how long the proper length for a meta title or, or a, a title tag should be. We can right. make assumptions on, on how long. Uh, you know, a meta description should be how to structure a meta description, where does, uh, uh, you know, what produces the best click through rate. So it's kind of a group effort, I would say. I mean, it's really, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, there are, there are a fair number of resources out there, um, of, of people who, who live and breathe this stuff and, and some people who are way smarter than I am, uh, you know, who run some pretty complicated tests. And, um, uh, you know, and so, so you stay current with them and, uh, and 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 you can help you know you can stay on top of this, or at least or at least keep your sites headed in the right direction.
2: So exactly. You know. Now, as as a market leader, Google is still light, um, head and short light years ahead of Bing. And what what others are out there that could even be considered a competitor of of, of Google? There's Bing, and who else is out there? Yeah,
0: I don't remember the exact statistics uh, or or what the current ones are. Um, I, I know. I think Google is still somewhere in the sixty to seventy percent. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I, yeah. I actually, I did look it up recently. They, they do. I think it's like three point two billion searches a day. So through Google. I mean, wrap your head around that. It's like a. It's over a trillion searches a year. Um, you know, it's it's gigantic. Uh, in, in the U.S., which is where I'm primarily focused, it, it, yeah. it's it's you know it's Google and Bing. Uh, there are other. Um, I mean, I think Yahoo is. Uh, I forget who their deal is with uh, is with right now. Um, I don't think they're using their own search engine any longer. So, and I mean, Google <clears throat> being the 800-pound gorilla, that's sure. better focus on.
2: Right. Yeah, and that's that's the and, and again as a as a great tip for anybody um, you know it, focus on the big boy go after the nine hundred pound gorilla and, and swim in that world um, right. versus well I'm, I'm sure there's a there's a strategy of going after the smaller guys or going through a Bing or a Yahoo but um, you know but by by and large Google is still the nine hundred pound gorilla and and at the core of everything you know it's it's really comical is the wrong word but I just can't find the right word to say but at the core of all of this stuff Dave is that content good content answering, answering questions providing value for the readers and if Google sees that and they're very very bright if they see that they reward you for it and and it's just it's 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 not rocket science um, but it's it's not necessarily you know it's not hard work but it's work and you got to make sure that you follow the rules. And uh, Google is very smart. If you if you trip them up or try to trip them up, they're going to nail you, and the penalties are severe. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you were looking at, um, you know, those of us who eat and sleep this stuff, of course, there's a lot of different angles. And I know we're just chatting a little bit about SEO, but um, you know that that just kind of percolates into other things like the paper click. Um, you know, like the blogging or, or, or whatever. But let's let's kind of segue into the pay per click. That's another really solid world of two planks. How has that uh, industry evolved uh, in your world from a year or two f- till now? Is it still very relevant?
0: I I, I, I still tend to feel um, I, I I think pay per click is an undervalued um, uh, channel. I, I think a lot of people look at pay per click and they go, oh, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to spend money on that, yep, um, yep. and that it's too expensive, uh, and I'm and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use it. You know, I, I like to say, you know, we're we're in, with SEO. You know, there's a lot of things where we kind of um, we 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 have a pretty good idea, right? That 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 this works for an SEO strategy, but but we don't know for sure. sure. You know, the the evidence tells us this works well. You know, I like to say that when you come to pay-per-click, you, I mean, it's all black and white, right? right. I, I know that if I bid on this phrase with this uh, uh, match type, uh, I know exactly how much a click costs, and I know exactly how many clicks I need to get before I'm going to drive a conversion, right? Whether that's a lead or a sale conversion, you know, it just depends on the campaign strategy. Um, but, but it's all black and white within pay-per-click, and, and I, think that's, I, I, I think people tend to overlook that some. Uh, right. In that you know it may be a little bit more expensive in the near term, um, but if it if it drives um, if it drives conversions at the right ROI for a business, then why wouldn't you do it, right?
2: Well, and, and that's that's a good point that you brought up because I was one of those guys when you and I first met years ago when I was kind of like, no, we're going to do this organically, um, and you were saying just just hear me out. It, this is part of the strategy. This isn't the strategy because there's companies like Uline and some of these other big colossal giants out there that spend a million dollars a month on pay-per-click, that's not what we're talking about. You're talking about having it as part of the strategy, not the strategy. So, you know, if we can influence certain keywords, influence sounds gamey. If we can, um, you know, bid on certain keywords that drives traffic to us, that influences our other organic search, they kind of work hand in hand versus one or the other. Is that a good statement?
0: Yeah, you know I mean part of a part of the, uh, an SEO strategy and we've we've done this a few times um, part of an SEO strategy is to go out and do your keyword research um, right. right we start with the keywords that are rather that are important to you and then we go out and use some tools and we find a whole list of keywords and and, and Google will still share uh, some of the you know some of the data with us or they'll share they'll give us some uh, monthly uh, average monthly searches and and average cost per click um, right. so so that's great to know because then we um, they'll also give us competition data. So so then we can have an idea. Okay, well this one we can you know potentially win a bunch of traffic from, and 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 this one maybe not so much. With uh, pay per click, we get all we we get we get that same data, but we get even more data, right? And and so I can we can bid on a keyword phrase, and if we use um, a you know a, say a broad you know a broad match type, we can actually see what keyword phrases people were searching that triggered our. Uh, triggered our ads and, and and so we can gain not only can we gain leads and conversions out of pay-per-click at a at, you know generally a pretty acceptable uh, ROI but right. we can also gain a lot of intelligence out of there. Sure. We can find out what keywords drive traffic to our site what keywords people are searching on and then what keywords drive those conversions and then you know kind of a full circle incorporate that back into our search engine optimi- uh, optimization strategy.
2: It's interesting because as you were talking, I was just thinking, and I even jotted this down. It's a total view break here in this. But you know, a, a company like Google that's so secretive uh, and, and it, with their algorithms and those other kind of stuff, they're also, on the flip side, very open and upfront with all that data that you were just talking about that you have at your disposal to kind of direct and guide your clients with that information. So they give you a little bit. They also... You know, they protect what's their secret sauce, of course, which we expect, but they're also pretty open with the data that allows you to kind of make an educated kind of decision, if you will.
0: Yeah, you, you know, you 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 hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, sometimes Google give us and sometimes Google take right, us away. Right, right? exactly. Um, <laughs> you know a few years back they started uh... In, in, in analytics in particular uh... we used to be really uh... Re- used to, there, there was a great report keyword report and it was all the keywords that people were using to come into your site on and and it was it was gold I mean, it was just a money report and uh... as they started to encrypt search results of uh, this uh... there was a uh, uh... more and more results started showing up as not provided and and now when you look at a uh, a report it's usually 95, 97% not provided. There are other ways to get at that information and to, to, to get closer to it right? Um, so yeah Google, um, Google can be very open uh, with the, with the amount of information they have and, uh, and, it, and it can be very useful.
2: And what's interesting, we got two minutes before break, but one of the things that I wanted to comment on too is just I to say recently, but within recent memory, um, Google has become so smart that um, their computers, algorithms, spiders, whatever it is, their computers are able to really digest information, um, data, content, video, um, that's almost like a human being would digest that. Meaning that, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about gaming the system and that kind of stuff. Google is so smart that, that they want their content to read, and be viewed and be consumed um, like a human being would, and that is just baffling to me that they are, they're that smart in being able to do that but because it, it you know it wasn 't that long ago that we could you know we could we could you know certainly skew our our content in a way to slant it in a certain way, but just recently in the most recent content that you and our team have been working on um, has been geared towards talk like a human write it like a human being would write it the way um you would you would want to consume that information and that really goes against the grain and that's one of those things that a lot of companies struggle with i know i did with being able to write and and create content that is that is it's just it's like a human would read it and it's just including grammatical errors sometimes or whatever it may be i just think it's fascinating
0: yeah it's it, it is uh um i I'll share an example a recent example of of how i maybe advanced i guess is a good word to put it i was um uh working with a client not long ago and they were um they, they were noticing that in their search results on um uh on, on the search on the s e r p i'm going to call it that search engine right. result page uh, but their result uh their their listings on the s e r p uh Google was not using the meta description that they had put on that page and, and they said, why is this? So I dug into it and I started looking around and I came across a really interesting discovery. Um, I, went, I used four different query strings or four different queries and um, was able to get the same page to show up on four different SERPs and on all four of those SERPs it was a different description and not a single one of them was uh, was the description that they had put in that page. No way. And what we, what, what we found, what we realized was that Google, and this site gets a ton of traffic, um, because it gets a ton of traffic, uh, Google knows a lot about the site and they know a lot about uh, how their results, uh, how people interact with their results right. on the SCRP. So on the fly, Google is adjusting the meta description, right, or the <laughs> description for that page, depending <laughs> upon what the search query is, right? That's for that. crazy. So, that so when you talk crazy. about how smart they are and, and how they are really are great at looking at content, you know, and, and they're they're also gotten really good understanding human behavior and what what's going to drive the most, uh, you know, the, the 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 most interaction with their product.
2: Incredible, incredible. Yep. Hey, we got to take a short short break. Will you stick with us through the break, uh, Colorado Dave? Absolutely, happy to. Okay, folks, good. Stick around. We'll be right back with Colorado Dave with two points. favorite Voice America talk radio network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever
1: you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123.
3: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinac. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now, back to Ditch the Box.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ditch the Box. We're talking with my friend David Macoye with Two Planks. So let's start, if we can, Colorado Dave, talking a little bit about working with two planks, a hypothetical scenario for someone to get started working with your team. Say I'm in the packaging business, of course, and, you know, if you will, and I assume I know nothing uh, about this process of. You specialize in, in a couple of different really key areas, like we talked about earlier between the pay-per-click, search engine optimization, also now content marketing, where you've been instrumental in our team. Um, you know, take us through that process of working with two planks. I mean, is it, um, you know, I'll just get out of the way. You know, take us through that process, if you will, and, and what it's like, and, and how you go about you know working in, in your world.
0: You know, everybody has uh, every si- situation is always unique for us, uh, right? And, and, and I have some clients that um, uh, you know that, that 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 get what might be a, a small amount of traffic, but it's a really highly qualified amount of, uh, of traffic, and right. other clients that have a, a huge amount of traffic but low engagement rates. So, when when someone wants to work with us, the first thing that we always have to do is establish their goals. What um, what are you trying to accomplish right and and is it something that, that we can help you out with
2: right Is it um, even possible
0: yeah right i mean right. is it is it a you know is it number one is it a realistic goal and is it a goal that's actually within our area of specialty or is it right. you know should we send you another direction um, you know then the, the next thing that I always want to know about is I want to know the history of the people that i'm working with uh, because that's that's important to me, and it helps me to understand. Uh, or helps us to understand better, uh, you know, where 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 the company's been, where are they going? Right. You know, are they right. are they an old established brand that's been around for twenty five years, or are they a brand new startup that's you know uh, hot on the scene and, and looking to make an impression?
2: Um, right. And and, that, and and let me just jump in there. Yeah. That that actually is part of your uh, strategy. That's I, you know what, and I and I, it dawns on me now that that's I, I never really thought about it, but that makes a lot of sense because now you that's how you kind of. Bring those pieces together, if you will, to kind of create the overall strategy for for attacking what their goals are. It's interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, once I know if I know a bit about your uh, your history, uh, right, I can I can help. You know, it, it can help me to identify what your strengths are, right? Uh, right, and, and and strengths are important, especially in SEO, because that's what we're gonna. That's what we're going to go after. Uh, the 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 next thing I always try to work with uh, or, or find out from from people when if we're going to start working together is what what is your and I'm going to use a, a, a buzzword. What's your bandwidth, right? What, right? What's your what's your ability to take on tasks? What type of um, you know what what type of time constraints do you have? Uh, you know that that you can um, you know or maybe a better way to put it is how how, how willing are you? Uh, to be involved in the process
2: yeah and right. to do, actually carry the, the, the you know the, the heavy lifting if you will
0: yeah well or to, to, to share your expertise right there you, uh, go. Uh-huh. I, you know if, if you know I, if, if we can help you with the technical parts and we can do you know the the structure uh, how you know uh, how, how much can you give us the meat right that, that right. we need to put in there um, and and then the last piece uh which i hopefully most everyone talks about this is um, you know do you have a budget in mind have we you know have we thought about you know uh have you thought about a budget uh, and then that helps us to you know to decide again if if it's a you know if it's a good fit if if your budget lines up with your goals uh right uh helps helps us with the with the with the assessment
2: and I know we talked a little bit off air, but you know the budget is one of those things that is that is that four letter word that no one really wants to really chat about. But um, conceivably speaking, because um, you, you you handle so many different areas, so it's a fair statement that when someone comes to you with a budget in mind and throws this out there, um, I'm sure you hear more often than not, I don't even know where to start. Um, is that because you've got pay per click? You've got search engine optimization. You've also got some content marketing. You've got the technology behind all of that stuff. Um, where would somebody even kind of comprehend a budget? I'm just asking for a top level thirty thousand foot view. Where do you even start with coming up with a with a with a with a with a, a budget, if you will? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I, yeah. It's um, I, I would say that every situation is different, and, right. and that that anyone who and there are, you know, there are firms uh, that 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 do pay, that that have very structured pricing for for right. pay per click and search engine optimization. Um, I tend to feel, like, well, let me let me back up. The the successes that I've been involved with have been very specifically tailored uh, solutions to, to 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 match not only the goal. Uh, but then the budget, because sometimes people's goals are way bigger than their budget.
2: Right, right, and, right, and, and right.
0: And so, so then we look and we go, okay, you know, you have all these goals, and and you have this smaller piece, you know, smaller budget. Um, what if we, you know, what if we tackle two of your five goals for that budget, and then we'll save the other three for down the road, right? Um, yeah, is that no? It makes it makes
2: perfect sense. And I mean, I just you know, I I, I find it interesting that there's just a lot of a lot of companies that kind of do, um, you know, I, I don't know if you find this, but they'll they'll jump on the bandwagon or jump in the pool of pay per click, and they'll they'll um, they'll ignore SEO, or they'll jump all into SEO, and ignore pay per click, or even content marketing. And I just think it just keeps going back to what we said earlier: they all kind of work together.
0: Well, and, and here's the other thing that I'm going to throw in about budgets. Um, I, you know, we 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 are in a market right now, and we're in an environment where we can measure everything. Right? right? We, you know, SEO is a little harder to measure, but with pay per click, I mean, we can measure it down to the penny. So right. we we know if the dollars are coming back to us. Uh, so you know, I've run into companies before that, oh, I'll never spend more than X amount of dollars on pay per click in a month, and I always turn it around and say. You know, why would you limit yourself if, if your if your cost per conversion is is acceptable? Uh, let's say you're getting a 10 to 1 ROI. Uh, right. Why wouldn't you take the lid off and spend as much money as you possibly can? If you know that for every dollar you spend, you're going to get $10 back. Why wouldn't you, you know, why, why wouldn't you keep going uh, going with it?
2: Yeah, and that's that's where your your ability to kind of look at those and understand that is, is far beyond my pay grade. But um, <laughs> it, it's, it's just fascinating because you're right. Um, you can tell it down to the very penny. Yeah. And you can help a client and look at that particular keyword and the industry that they're in and how they operate and what they're good at and all those other kind of pieces. But if you can kind of really quantify um, what that return of investment is going to be – uh, and how much it's going to cost them to kind of get into that? I, I, it, it, it really is a no-brainer. So I think you're right. I mean, I was that guy that was a convert because I always thought the pay-per-click was was gaming in some way, but it isn't. It's just a different strategy.
0: It, it, it is, and, and I, you know, when when I, I know from previous experience that it can be really scary to ownership. Right. Uh, right, when they hear, oh, well, you know, we're, we're not going to have a budget. We're just going to spend whatever, right? Um, and, and so, yeah, sometimes, you know, in an ideal situation, we make that argument and everybody signs on, but the, it, there are times when we have to, you know, walk ourselves into that before we can run. Uh, right. but, but it, it is, you know, um, measurable results is, is the world that we live in. And, and you brought up, you know, you brought up the phone books earlier, the, the, the yellow phone yeah, books, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, the original yellow pages. version. Yep. And and if you look at all the money that 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 we used to spend on running yellow page ads, and and we never really knew, you know, did it work? Did it work? You know, doesn't it work? Right. You know, we never right. knew if if that two hundred fifty dollars that I put into that for the month, how much did I get back on it? We we had an idea because people came in and, and sometimes they'd say, oh yeah, I, I I saw you in the yellow pages, uh, but you know now now we know, right? Now now we can really. We, we can look at each silo that we spend money in, and, and through analytics, we can see how much revenue or how many leads are coming back, you know, coming back through, uh, through to us.
2: And, and let's stay with analytics for a second. Now, you'd mentioned that earlier. Fill us in what Google Analytics is. We've got a few minutes before break, but I just want to, what does that mean even? I, I wouldn't even know where to start.
0: Well, so uh, analytics is a... Um, Analytics is a, is a program that's owned by Google. Uh, by putting, by placing a piece of, of code on your website, uh, Google will. Uh, you, then you you can then go back to this program and you can see all sorts of stat, uh, statistics, uh, user statistics. Uh, user behavior where did the users come from? How long did they stay on your site? Did they come to your site? look at one page and take off uh what page is the most viewed on your site right, um, right. so so it's um it's a way to analyze the statistics of your website uh sometimes to a degree that's that's got too much detail in it to help. Uh, but at the same time, when you have questions, uh, you can go to analytics and you can figure out where things are, where things are working and where they're not. There's, uh, we, we could have a whole call probably on uh Google analytics. Uh,
2: and I want to do that because I, it, I think it's fascinating. It's one of those things that is a, for a guy like me, incredibly intimidating, but there's, there's just like you said, you can really and truly, if you know what you're looking for and know how to, um, uh, get the information and what that information means if you will um, you can really and truly kind of help shape um, your strategy and okay. and I just you know and again I want to definitely we've got about a minute left in the, in, in, in today's show and I, I just what I really want to do is I'm thinking if, if you would uh, be so kind to come back because I think we could really dedicate um, some time going forward on the Google Analytics part of this um, what people could be doing should be doing um, but real quick, in the in the minute or so we've got left, where do you see this all going in in the next two or three years? I mean, i do not want to say five years, but um, again, Google's certainly not going away. But SEO, pay per click, that kind of stuff still going to be around.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would look for um, I, I, I the pay per click. I think is is always going to be around, and, and they keep introducing uh, great new tools to pay per click. So pay per click's here to stay, not going right. anywhere. Right. Um, you know SEO. I, I would look for SEO to become more and more uh, uh, natural. Um, Got it. You know that the, there's already a lot less uh, of the gaming that we can do, which is why we preach the content the way we do. Right. Um, you know, there's so many ranking signals now. Um, I, I would look for I would look for search engine optimization to become even a bit more all encompassing than it already is.
2: Colorado, Dave. This has been a blast, Bud. I want to thank you very much for joining us, and I and I certainly hope you'll come back and talk to us more about uh, Google SEO analytics and all that stuff. Thanks, partner, for joining us.
0: Hey, great talking with you, David. I really appreciate you having uh, having me on.
2: You got it, man. And again, hi, Lily. Miss you. <laughs> See you. She'll, Thanks, she'll buddy. Bye, right, buddy. See you. Bye. Your favorite Voice America talk radio network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere.
1: Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So, what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.StandUpPouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123.
3: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinac. If you'd like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now, back to Ditch the Box.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ditch the Box. I'm David Marinac, your host. I enjoyed the time with Two Planks and my buddy David McAulay. There's so much to get into when it in regards to SEO uh, pay per click, um, yeah. search. Well, we said search engine optimization or SEO, content marketing, um, and that guy's just a gem. Hey, he's a is he's a he's a great trusted advisor, friend, and uh, anybody. Uh, Two Point Solutions is definitely going to steer you in the right direction if you're ever interested in learning about pay per click, learning about um, you know how to do it the right way. Um, that 's David Macleay with two planks i 'll leave it at that. I think you can pretty much um, hear in my voice that he is he 's top shelf so folks we've got nine minutes left and I just wanted to kind of share a little information about some trends that we 're seeing in the industry um, and uh, then we 're going to wrap up today 's show and and uh, head on out for uh, the rest of the week. One of the things we noticed uh, consumer trends are actively changing how food items Are packaged, according to a report released at this year's Pack Expo in Las Vegas. Global packaging trends, the report from PMMI, found that growing awareness of health and wellness, recycling and environmental issues, and increasing disposable income and purchasing power are all causing a shift in how food is packaged. It's interesting. These trends are helping to drive the purchasing decisions consumers make, according to George Iscoquero, Vice President of Marketing of PMMI. He told Bakery and Snacks that over the last five years, consumers have been more educated about environmental issues and have started taking health and wellness more seriously. Now, how can manufacturers take advantage? That's a good question. Manufacturers need to be honest with consumers about packaging and claims they make on them. With a more educated consumer base, there will be harsher consequences if a company overextends itself on packaging. The number one complaint about packaging, as Cuero said, is the amount being used per product. Packaging should not be excessive for any product or consumers will take note. The next most popular complaint from consumers is the type of, pa- type of packaging which is used, whether it's not it's recyclable. One thing manufacturers may be able to do in an effort to increase sales is highlight health or environmental claims outside of the ingredient list. Again, that all relates down to packaging. Now, count on Bellarese to provide yeast and dough conditioner ingredients that deliver superior baking results. They fly together. The more concerned people are about their health, they're also getting more concerned about their environment. The claims in terms of the health benefits of your product, whether enhancements or whatever property the product has, they need to be very well sustained. The packaging is, of course, a key element of promoting the product. Innovation may be the most important and best way to grow in mature markets. In order to make the difference here, it's about significant growth in consumption. It's much more about innovation, and that's for developed markets in general. Whether you turn to developing markets, that's different. It depends on the economy, country by country. Again, three factors Iscuero cited for developing markets included demographic growth of the middle of the class, increase of disposable income, and retail chain growth. Aligning these aspects make for a very successful market. And by the numbers, according to the report, plastic is still the most popular type of packaging, making up 29% of the packaging market. PET bottles are currently 12% of the market and growing quickly. This type of packaging is seeing a 4.7% yearly growth, with bottled water adding 135 billion units in PET bottles through 2019. The reports note that while PET and glass are becoming more popular in the beverage industry, confectionery, bakery, and snack industries are seeing an increase in use in flexible packaging. In a separate report from PMMI, the company noted that flexible packaging has seen a 3.8% yearly growth from 2004 to 2014. Once again, industry trends that we're dealing with right now, few things to keep in mind. Technologies have found that a growing awareness of health and wellness, recycling and environmental issues, and increased disposable income and purchasing power are all causing a shift and how products are packaged. NeuroDesign, the new frontier of packaging and product design. What are the most important insights from cognitive neurosciences that a packaging designer should take into consideration to create more effective packages? Here are three tips. What does make a package really stand out from the crowd? What material should be used to elicit certain behaviors, perceptions, and emotions in the consumer? How can a container affect our evaluation of its contents? How can a package contribute to brand loyalty? The newborn field of neurodesign now tries to provide answers to these and more questions, exploiting our knowledge of the functioning of the human brain for the design of more effective products and packaging. In the last few decades, cognitive neurosciences have made big progress in the study of human mind of the human mind and of the principles that concur to determine our behavior. Not surprisingly, the knowledge has rapidly spread towards many, of other, many other study fields, from economics to engineering and marketing, leading to new brand disciplines such as neuroeconomics and neuromarketing. The main idea in support of this trend is that whenever there's a human user who interacts with a product, service, or object, it is vital to understand how his or her brain responds to such situations. This helps us create better and more intuitive interactions and experiences. Neuroscience now shows something that some intuitive designers, product engineers, and marketers have sensed a long time ago. This is, asking the user or consumer about his or her opinions or ideas regarding a product is often misleading. By contrast, as put by Forbes a few years ago, brain waves don't lie. Classic knowledge acquisition processes through focus groups and questionnaires alone often miss the target of providing important information about what is vital in a given design with potentially delirious consequences for the human and financial investments. People, being designers or not, often do not know what they're like given an object, and even when they seem to know, their their knowledge is not necessarily relevant to what drives their final behavior. Every neuroscientist can tell our brain knows more than what we do. That is, most of the time, our conscious reports do not correspond to the criteria used by our brain to make decisions. Note, in fact, that out of the massive information that hit our senses, only a small part enters our consciousness, but a relevant part of the rest is still processed and stored. Gets into some heavy stuff regarding packaging, regarding packaging design, regarding the environmentals, uh, uh, the recyclability and biodegradability, lots of things to keep in mind, but neuroscience is definitely here to stay, and it's definitely a part of packaging design going forward. Hey, folks, I'd like to thank our guest, once again, David Macleay with Two Planks for joining us today. Uh, again, check out Two Planks. I would also uh, like to thank my producer, Jamie Berling, our executive producer, Winnie Winston-Price, back in Home Central at Voice America. Many thanks to you for listening. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, as always, it's your product. Package it
1: properly. Thanks for joining us. <music> Thanks for listening to Ditch the Box. We're live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join David Maranak for another great show next week.